Good afternoon, um, good morning, or, or even good evening. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It is Wednesday, the 23rd of January, 2019, episode number 74, and I am your co-host, Edwin Frondozo. For those who are new to the show, the Business Leadership Podcast Live is a live call-in radio show where I speak to business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss the latest innovations, current events, or best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow this episode is brought to you by slingshot voip a leader in voice ai technologies that help companies understand what the customers are saying when they're calling in thank you for joining us uh today happy wednesday happy hump day super excited to introduce my co-host today uh she is dr allison agliata um, better known as dr a with our inner circle um, she's an experienced leader with a demonstrated history of working in ed the education of management, healthcare, and military industries. She's skilled in leadership training, team building, executive coaching, strategic planning, culture, and, and the list goes on and on. I'm super excited to have her. Uh, what we thought we were going to talk about is the power of relationships and an emo in emotional intelligence. Um, because for any emerging business leader, entrepreneur, interpersonal, dynamics are the key to relationships um, and the key to success, uh, both professionally and personally. So if you are joining us live, we'd love to hear from you. Say hi. Let us know where you're joining us from. If you have any questions, comments, we are uh, monitoring the questions. So be sure to message it in the browser below. If you have a story that you really want to share with us with something that resonates that we said, uh, um, both Allison and I, just let us know and uh, you could join us live on the show um, without further ado Allison happy Wednesday how are you doing today thank you for joining thank you for having me I'm super excited to be here yeah no th this is gonna be fun I mean being in January I know I know I've been in a I, I'm I'm with like two mastermind groups right now and you know it's all about relationship building and how to level up so this topic is huge how to how to build your relationships and 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 really talking about emotional uh, intelligence so this is going to be super super good um did i miss something at the top uh on your on uh that you want maybe maybe want to share with our audience today uh with your uh with my intro with you in terms of my background well you know I, it's kind of an interesting story about how i got here i'm a trained clinical psychologist that's my training um fell into during my residency and active duty time i joined the military to complete my um training and so I had a great experience with the United States Air Force and started my career as a military psychologist and really started to see the um, power of relationships in a lot of different respects, particularly when you're dealing with uh, people who have signed the dotted line and kind of owe their service uh, to their corporation, their organization, and just seeing how important it is, especially when someone is very committed that their relationships make or break what kind of environment you have. Um, in your business world. So, you know, it's been something that I've grown with. I ended up shortly after I uh, was released from the military, ended up in the education system. And again, noticed just an incredible lack of attention to the relationships that happen in these organizations. And as 
different uh, businesses grow, I think it's something that gets put put aside because you're so worried about managing all the other parts. But just like in real estate, it is you know location, location, location. And in organizations, I truly believe it is relationship, relationship, relationships. Um, whether that be with your own colleagues, whether that be with your clientele. Uh, it is just such an important part of getting repeat business and having people's faith in developing a really reputable brand. Yeah, no, I mean, you just thank you for sharing um, amazing story. It's it's always fascinating to me to always hear people's journey, and and that that's what brought me to to this podcast. Um, you mentioned something right at the end there, and I'm probably want to start there, Allison. Um, um, what is uh, you talk about repeat business? So. I mean, for those who are listening, whether you know they're running a corporation or starting up, like what's the core, um, the core, the core to repeat business? Well, for me, I truly think it's about um, having some reciprocation, right? You develop a relationship, whether um, say that's with a client in particular. If you do a great job and you have a great rapport with that person, they are far more likely to continue their services with you than to go through the trouble of looking somewhere else to find another option. Um, you know, Even if that means you might be of higher cost or whatever that might be, if they are happy and they're satisfied, uh, they will continue to stay with you and stay loyal to you because you have that relationship with them. You know, if it's something where they feel like they're just a number and you're just getting your job done and you don't bother to really put some time and energy into those relationships, it's very easy for people to look at other competitors uh, to say, well, who, who has got a better deal or, you know, who might treat me better? And so you start to lose that um, consistency with people. Yeah. Do you have specifically in terms of your business, and I, I could share what I do or what I think I do to build a rapport within my own core businesses and services that I provide. But what do you talk to when you, when you do coach or when you do talk to customers or maybe even something that you do to help yourself um, continue building rapport and business uh, and not make it a numbers game? Like, like, what are you currently doing? Well, you know, for me, and I think always at the start of the year, I try to come in with a new positive attitude on certain areas. But the last few years for me have been all about authenticity. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you are kind of choosing your niche in your business, I think it's really important to do what you are passionate about, what you truly love, um, what maybe doesn't feel like a job sometimes because you enjoy it so much. Um, and for me, that's people. And, you know, my job is completely the people side of business. And, you know, the important parts of that when getting into the emotional intelligence piece is really understanding both yourself and other people. So just learning about your own qualities, your own traits, what you are strong at, what you have challenges with, because we all have them. So as you develop those relationships um, with your colleagues, with your clients, you know, you have to not only know yourself, but you have to be open to how other people see you. So there's a number of different perspectives in every situation, as you know. So being open to that feedback or even criticism at times, the way you respond to that is really going to make or break you. So you have to figure out what your feelings are, what makes you feel defensive, um, you know, what you know you have to offer, and be very authentic about those things. Don't pretend to be something that you're not. Um, because people see through that very quickly and it makes them uncomfortable and just be honest and true to what you really are. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, uh, it's super important to, in finding, even for me, it was, a, it was a journey to really know and find out what I really enjoy doing. Um, 
if you looked at my history, it looks like I'm a dabbler. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, may, but maybe I was still trying to figure out or maybe I didn't feel authentic in what I was doing or I kept searching and I didn't know. Like when I look back um, now and what I'm doing now with the podcast and connecting a lot of um, business leaders, entrepreneurs, it's something that I actually did naturally even from, from the early early onset. But then it took away when I was starting my uh, my startup and and um, my business and, and you get away from it but you don't know because you're just hustling right um, if you're just, yeah if you're just joining us live what we're talking about is is how to build authenticity and and to to grow your relationships whether it's within your stakeholders your employees or your clients so if you have any questions uh, just let us know um, su super important topic um, personally for me so uh, I'm loving to have it. Um, so I didn't mean to cut you off there, but yeah, it's um, it's super important to, to find that. So when you talk to folks, or you know, when you're talking to these people, Allison, and you're telling them to be authentic, or like, what are those key questions that that you may say to someone close to you who may feel like they're they're not authentic or they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing? Right. Well, you know, I would almost turn that to you and ask you, you know, wh what made you decide that this is really what you wanted to do, right? What were the things that happened in your life that led you to this point where you're like, you know what, a podcast on business is really in connecting other people is what I love doing. You know, where was it that you felt settled um, and at peace with making that decision? Well, yeah, no, that's a great question, and I've shared this uh, not too many times. The podcast, long story short, was as I my daughter was six months old, and I was going into 2017. I'm like, okay, every every December, I'm always thinking out how could I change my life or what can I do to improve my business, and and I got interviewed. I was reading a book actually. <laughs> by Jonathan Fields it's it's titled uh, how to live a good life and if you ever for those listening if you ever read personal development books sometimes there's exercises and it there was an exercise that I never do I never used to do exercises but one of the exercises Allison was like um, what is your um, what's uh, what is your superpower basically um, what what do people know you about um, exactly. and, the, and, and the exercise was to actually email contact all these people whether they're friends business partners stakeholders clients and and ask them you know what oh his term was killer app what's your killer killer app so um i did that and it was scary to find out um to shoot that out and say hey what do you know me about and why why would you call me for things and then it started coming back saying oh you know you're trustworthy edwin you're knowledgeable and you're connected your network you know you're very authentic you're doing this and at the same time Alison, and i i got interviewed on a podcast for my business yeah so those those were the two things that probably the two catalysts that happened so a couple of weeks later um, i'm like oh i'm gonna do a podcast <laughs> but <laughs> and sometimes fate does take over doesn't it yeah, and, and it was interesting because then, you know, your idea is like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast on something passionate I'm about, something like that. But I'm also an entrepreneur, so I'm like, well, I should do one on that has a direct investment or return to my core business, which is in telecommunications. So okay. I, I looked at my my core, you know, my Rolodex of clients, my, you know, my largest clients, my most trusted clients. And I looked at the profile of them and how they found out about me. And it was all word of mouth. 
and they were all emerging business leaders or someone, whether if they're an entrepreneur or they just became a new manager or a new VP, you know, they you know, they're handling all this budget. And of course, when someone's new in their role, they want to either make money or save money. So right. I was like, oh, so that's long story short of how I got to business leaders and really understanding where their stories come from. Yeah, and that's great. And so, you know, similarly with what I would do with clients, you asked me what I would do is, you know, oftentimes I actually start with a personality assessment. I do a very short personality assessment called People Map, and I either do that individually if I'm working with someone individually, or I might even do a whole group so that we can figure out how many people they have in different sections, segments of personality to see if it's a balanced group, um, it is a completely homogeneous group where maybe everybody's kind of the same and they maybe need some new more perspective and bring some new um, different kinds of people on board because some projects are much better when you have various perspectives and some projects you really do need a lot of people in the same area. So it, you know, it depends on what the goals are for people, but you also struck something else that really stands out to me and you said that it was really scary to put that up, um, to ask people what you were known for or what they would come to you for. And to me, having good emotional intelligence and being able to connect with others, um, it, it requires a lot of empathy, mm -hmm. right? So in order to have empathy, you have to do things that um, put you in another person's shoes and also allow you to be a little bit vulnerable. So when you talk about being scared, I relate that to some vulnerability, right? You're putting yourself in a situation where you might receive negative feedback. You have that risk, um, but it takes that risk in order to really dig deep and to do some personal work and growth on yourself. So it is a scary process for some people and I think that's why they avoid it at times, but it also can be the most enriching um, and, and growth experience I think of people's lives when they really stop to think about, you know, what their own strengths and challenges are. A lot of us are too busy living regular daily life and operation and operational life um, in order to really stop and think about what kind of person we want to be known as and have a reputation as. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was an interesting uh, interesting exercise, and man, did that open a big can of can of worms. So that, that's what that exercise was was uh, almost exactly two years ago um, when when I sent that out. It was it was at the beginning of 2017. So, boy, so for those listening, one key exercise could really change the direction of your life because what had happened, um, Allison, is just my platform grew. I started getting recognition. And last year, I started making the decision like, oh, my personal brand's growing. I'm gonna, I need to invest some time in this. And, uh, and so I, I went 80-20 on my own personal brand and 20% on, in terms of time management with my, uh, with my tech business. So uh, it's super interesting. <laughs> Thank you for asking yeah. me. No, that's great. And I think it's a good experience for other people to hear about. You know, it, it, like I said, it can be scary. So to hear somebody who's been through it and, and taken the leap um, of faith, I think that's really exciting. Yeah, I, I wanted to just change the direction a bit as we always talk about, you know, we were talking about building relationships, growing business and, and maintaining it. So I'm wondering, how do you network and grow your business? I mean, it could be personally or some type of uh, advice that or success stories that you've seen as well. Um, sure. You, you know, for me, because I'm in the people business, mine is very much like yours. It's word of mouth. Right, people um, work with me when you are in a personal coaching situation, um, whether that be 
based on your professional goals or your personal goals, you tend to develop a, a pretty intimate relationship. It's a it's a relationship that requires, again, that vulnerability on both sides. You know, our client has to kind of tell me what their goals are, what isn't happening in their life that they want happening. Um, but what I love about coaching so much is that, you know, coaching is not therapy. And I always make that very clear to my clients that, you know, coaching is um, very focused on what the client is looking to do. They make the rules in terms of what the goals are for themselves. It's very self-directed in that respect. Um, and so I am following their lead. And I love it because these are very functional people. This is, I'm not fixing anybody. Um, you know, they're doing very well on their own, but these are people who are highly invested in themselves and just want to meet their highest level of potential as human beings. Um, and to me, that's incredibly inspiring. Any, anybody who is willing to put in that kind of time and energy, I am willing to work really hard with. And so it's an exciting combination when you have those kinds of people put together because I am so passionate about this area. You know, one of the things I give advice on in terms of working with a lot of high level executives is that we are used to getting things done. People who are entrepreneurs and executive level and very um, driven, they are task oriented a lot of times and they wanna just make things happen. And oftentimes they don't set aside this time for themselves. And when they have that chance and they see what kind of progress and impact they can have on their lives, both professionally and personally, I hope that I am leaving my own authentic impression on them. Um, and then typically they tell other people about it. You know, I still keep coaching very confidential in terms of my clientele, but they will tell other people, hey, you know, you should really do this. You should call her. You should, you know, if you want to make this happen, you know, maybe you should hire a coach. And and so that's how it happens. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's really it's it's really fascinating. Definitely, word of mouth is is a huge way. Do you, as you grow your network or, or your or your net new type customers, Allison, are you doing something different, or is it just a matter as you started at the top of the uh, when we started was just just giving amazing service? You know, um, I, I think along with that is doing things that reach an audience. So you know, I've been on other podcasts, for instance, and uh, received phone calls that way. I also speak to you know various audiences regarding leadership and emotional intelligence and um, relationships. So those things, you know, you you speak to an audience, and if people connect with the message that you're sending um, and understand the niche that you are trying to reach, then they you will automatically connect with you and take notice and give you that phone call to follow up. No, that's great. Um, if you're just um, joining us live or maybe even on the replay, uh, if you have any questions, let us know. Uh, right now what we're talking about is building relationships, how you grow your business, um, and, and how do you even find find the balance in terms of, uh, I mean, grow your personal life and, and, and your business life, professional life as well. Um, Allison, I'm wondering, as you work with many, you know, successful executives, entrepreneurs, uh, I'd love it if you could share, it could be personal about what you do, or maybe what you've seen super successful. And I'm sure it's different for every person, but how do you maintain a quality of life? I mean, balance between your professional and personal. <laughs> well, it is tough. I mean, I've got children of my own and 
you know, trying to grow my own business. And uh, it, it is difficult at times. But, you know, what I try to do is that whatever I have scheduled for myself, I try to give my 150%. So if I am parenting, I am parenting 150%. If I am working with a client, I am working with that client 150%. Um, and listen, it gets exhausting. But I think any entrepreneur, business owner, executive who manages other people uh, knows that if you are giving that much of yourself, you also have to have great self-care in return. So it is important, you know, despite having lots of meetings and lots of phone calls and lots of writing time and lots of uh, family time, you also need your own personal time. And so whether that be for you reading a book, going for a walk, reconnecting with other friends outside of your, you know, daily world, um, going to get a massage, you know, exercising, eating well, all of those things play into our ability to impact others in our lives when we are giving back. So, you know, you, you definitely have to make that a priority as well. Yeah, no, 100%. And one thing I started implementing and I started challenging people, I want to share this because I, I just realized we're almost at the end of January and I, I haven't done this. I, I started in my Facebook group uh, challenging people to do do nothing days, actually, whether you're executive, <laughs> entrepreneur. like. And what I mean by do nothing days is like just let the day go uh, and have to be so, – so the rules was it had to be like a work day um, and you – have nothing scheduled and you just go into the day and do whatever happens um and, and it's surprising what you end up doing or, or feeling and it, <laughs> there's a lot of anxiety to it too because we're as business leaders we're all busy we have so many so much work to do but if you actually give space and not and and it yes running is important i i i'm running i run marathons i do that i i go to i go to massages i do all that stuff but those are all scheduled right, right. Like you, you have to make time for it so what, what's the next thing is, is give yourself, and I believe, give yourself that time to do nothing. Like I, you have kids. I have a young daughter, two and a half, and I, I think about, you know, let's just have nothing planned for my daughter. <laughs> just, let, just let her mind it go wherever. It's tough to do. I mean, like I said, if you're working at the level uh, where you're, you know, pushing your business and you're, you know, pushing your management or whatever it is that you have going on in your life, everyone has a busy life. Um, yes. But, but the other part, half of that is, we also try to control our lives. So when you're talking about scheduling, you're right. Part of that is keeping control of things. Yes. And I think what you're talking about is actually letting go of control at some point and letting just life take over and play out, um, which is very, very tough. Um, if you're a type A personality and you like to get things done and you're task oriented um, and you're used to people doing what you ask, Letting life take over is a really tough tactic. Um, and so it is, it's like anything else, you know, emotional intelligence, pure relaxation, allowing things to happen. These are all skills, right? They're just like any other muscle. You have to practice them in order to get good at them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I need to schedule it, but I mean, it's all of a sudden my calendar um, got super busy. Like I actually walked <laughs> out like three weeks in, during the holidays to do nothing, which was good. But what happened was I just, it was all family time, which is nice. Right, right. With my daughter and everything. Uh, 
And then everything just ramps up right away. And I was like in my calendar, I was like, oh, I didn't even schedule this. I can't even schedule it next week. When am I going to do this? Uh, not, to, not to stress it. I mean, I could do three hours, which is fine, and just <laughs> do nothing and do nothing. But uh, it, it was very powerful. And I could definitely get into those, you know, what happened in terms of some, some of my do nothing days. You know, I, I've ended up in movies that I would never watch, right? Like, <laughs> so crazy. But, but like, Honestly, it was like the biggest smile in my life. Like I was like, oh, this is pretty, like this is why I chose my life, right? Like why not? Why not remember why I became an quote unquote entrepreneur, right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, no, it's it's fun, it's fun. Um, and um, anything else that, uh, that you do in terms of creating that balance or any hacks? Um, that, that you've been learning to do even for yourself or what you find challenging? You know, the, the hack I would give you is it doesn't have to be a long period of time. Mm -hmm. so, you know, a lot of people think about, oh my gosh, I just don't have time for that. I don't have time to do this or the other. It doesn't have to be big. You know, keeping a journal in your desk drawer and when you have five minutes, writing down five things you're grateful for, you know, and working on your level of appreciation and positivity. Those are little things or starting your day with that or, you know, during late lunch break before you get back into your normal routine doing, I call it the mindful minute, right? Close your eyes, turn off your lights if you can in your office, play some soft music or just repeat something positive in your own mind that is motivating to you, a mantra or read a short passage that is meaningful to you to kind of reprogram yourself and re reboot um, for the second half of the day so that you just don't feel exhausted and keep um, you know, running low on energy as you move throughout the day. Give yourself that reboot time. No, I, lo I love that you mentioned it doesn't have to be long or difficult. Um, and it could, be a, it could be a fun challenge is what I talk to people within my, within my circle who ask me, you know, how do you change? Like, try it for seven days. Challenge yourself for seven days. Do it for seven days and just do, do it for five minutes. Yeah, it doesn't take much. And I, I've even had clients who have put up, you know, sticky notes here or there. So every time they see one of their sticky notes, they're reminded to do some deep breathing um, or put, you know, a green sticker in, you know, your mirror in your car, whatever it might be, something that's going to kind of trigger you to have those moments throughout the day to just refocus. No, that's awesome. If you're just joining us live, I've got a couple more minutes left here with Dr. A. Uh, we're talking about uh, building relationships, um, emotional um, intelligence, and also like finding time for yourself. If you're catching us on the replay, um, let us know if you have any questions. You could reach out to me directly uh, via social media or send me an email, Edwin, at thebusinessleadership.com. If it's for Allison, let me know. I'll definitely track her down and let her know that uh, that we do have a burning question. Um, but this is, this is such a great time, great topic. I mean, for me even to always relearn and re remind myself things that are important when it comes to to time with relationships. It, I mean, I, I was writing a couple of things down as we were talking, Allison, so it was good. Um, good to hear. Before we before we end, I'd love to get any final thoughts, recommendations, ideally some, some type of actionable recommendations that you could give uh, to the emerging business leader who's listening today and maybe they're thinking about, you know, solidifying existing relationships or building new ones or or how to how to how to open space for themselves. Anything that you'd love to share with us today? 
Yeah, you know, I, like I said, the, the basics of emotional intelligence are just really being able to understand and regulate your own emotions. So it takes a lot of insight and self-reflection. Uh, you have to make time for that and you have to practice it to make it a habit and to really be impactful with it. But it starts with understanding yourself. And then, of course, as you grow in emotional intelligence, it's about understanding others. You want to understand the connection between people's actions and their own emotions and how to manage those, especially if you are in an executive position or managing other people or dealing with a lot of clientele or customer relations. Any of those things are really tied to this issue. And you know, my number one practice that I try to follow and that I try to get my clients to follow is that when you are listening, when something comes up that might be on the negative front or you're interacting with another person, really try to practice your active listening. So rather than just listening to hear, you are listening to understand. And that helps you with the empathy side of things to really understand where that person's coming from, why they're behaving in the way that they are. And then you make a, a more rational decision on how you wanna handle these situations. Um, it, it's, for me, it's very, very important to lead with heart, to understand humans and to make sure that we're all treating each other with respect. Uh, and and being very authentic about what we have to offer one another. Yeah, no, that's great. And the only thing I, I'd love to add to that, uh, with your active listening uh, tip, is is when you're listening and you're trying to understand. Sometimes it's even just saying, "Tell me more about that." That's super interesting. Like asking that second follow up question will give you yes. so much more depth on the Absolutely. on the, on the top right on. on the top level. And I know that's like huge huge in, in podcast interviewing or, or any type of interviewing or even sales business development right it's all like tell me more um, and be interested and like genuinely interested in the person i think that sounds perfect allison it's been an absolute pleasure where can you can you share where we can find more information about you um your work your practice or anything else you'd like to share with the listeners today Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening today. I appreciate your time as well. And if anybody would like to contact me, you can get me at www.dracoaching.com. It's dracoaching.com. Um, or you can call me at 813-591-5222. And I hope to hear from you soon. Awesome. Dr. A, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for co-hosting today. And I'll definitely, we should definitely have you back later on this year. I would love it. It's been my pleasure. Thanks a lot, Allison. We'll talk soon. Take care. This was the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It's an almost daily show, so be sure to check us out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you haven't done so yet, I did mention I do got a podcast, exclusive interviews with uh, successful entrepreneurs, um, C-levels, um, podcasts called the Business Leadership Podcast. And uh, they discuss their personal journeys and experiences with business leaders, leadership. So a new episode drops every Tuesday. You can catch it on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to uh, your podcast. But that's a wrap, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Have a fantastic week. Edwin signing off. <laughs>